Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Burn Your Draft, an exploration of the Reed College senior thesis process and experience. I'm your host, Frank Tangerlini, and this week we'll be talking with Duncan King. This week, we will take a walk down memory lane as we hear from Duncan on the art of family photo books. Welcome to Burn Your Draft, Duncan. Let's start by just saying your name, where you're from, what department you're in, and the name of your thesis. Sorry, we're in. Yeah, totally. So my name is Duncan King. Um, I am originally from Berkeley, California. Um, And I just finished my thesis last May in the art department. Um, I was a studio art major. Um, And my thesis was titled Beyond the Photo Album, Families in Photography Books. Nice. So what is that? What did you, what did you do for this project? Yeah, so um, tiny piece of background, all studio art theses at Reed have both a research portion and a art portion. Um, and so going into the project, I knew that I wanted to write about and research um, the different ways that photography can be displayed and exhibited and that sort of thing. Um, but having taken classes about art books at Reed, I decided I wanted to focus on books. And then as I was designing the project with my, um, with my thesis advisor, we decided that I wanted to focus on family, um, because I was doing, I was having some major changes in my family at the time. Um, and so I thought like, Hey, I can make art about this and I can write about this. So my thesis, um, sort of makes a case for photography books as a really unique and effective medium. And the specific way that I get into that is by using examples of art books, photography books about families. Nice. Um, can you, could you say a little bit more on exactly like what kind of, did you use your own family picture books or did you use other people's? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So the, sort of thesis part of my, the thesis part, the research part of my thesis is like an analysis of a bunch of different photography books that other artists have made. Um, I talk specifically about a couple different artists and compare and contrast to artists who um, made work that is very similar in a lot of ways, but also exploring the way that they change, sort of, excuse me, exploring the way that they're different shows off the ways that photography books and photography books about families can be so different in various really interesting ways. What are some of those differences? Yeah, so, well, both, so the the books I was writing about were um, Family Business by an artist named Mitch Epstein and um, Pictures from Home by an artist by Larry Sultan, named Larry Sultan. And so both of these works are books about a, adult man returning to his parents during a time of transition and sort of exploring his relationship with his parents. But when in the case of Mitch Epstein, he's going back while the family business is failing and there's like a big upheaval in how the family structures their lives. And then in Larry Sultan's case, it's about the parents retiring. And so there are a lot of similarities in the narrative but the way that these two artists approached both their photography and the organization of their books 
are really different in ways that results in a very different final product. There's, uh, the first book, uh, Family Business by Mitch Epstein is, is slower and more documentary. The pictures are really big and the, the book itself is really big. And there's, the book is broken up into different sections with lots of text that comes at the beginning to sort of explain what all of the sections are. And like it comes off in a very sort of contemplative and um, sort of thoughtful way. And then Larry Sultan's book, this other one called Pictures from Home is about, um, it's sort of a strange mixture between older pictures like family photos and um, newer, these like strange semi-staged pictures. And Larry Sultan talks about how he began to act like an anthropologist or a cop. Um, that's, that's a quote, just like photographing stuff around the house and like missing out on having these experiences with his parents. So yeah, like I said, differences and similarities for sure are, are rife in there. You said that you had this like personal kind of relation with the topic. Do you think that's particularly useful for an art thesis to have like a personal tie? Um, yes and no. Um, I used to be earlier on in my time at Reed very committed to not making art about my own life because I really wanted to explore the more conceptual side of things rather than the personal. But when it came to this project, it, you know, frankly, like I needed something to make art about. And I think that it would have been a lot more difficult if I had not woven it into my life in this way. It, it also was a little bit stressful to make personal artwork and a lot of the conversations that I had with my thesis advisor were about bridging or finding the balance between the work being relatable and the work being personal. Because I could have very easily made a book that was very significant to me and my parents, but has no meaning at all to people who came to see my thesis show. So finding that balance was a tough one. But yes, having a personal connection gives you a definite subject. What does your thesis have to say or does it have anything to say with like the digital era and having phones with the capability of taking pictures super easily and documenting that way? Like, Do, do, do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. No, I absolutely do. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Luddite. I'm pro taking pictures of your parents on your phones. But a lot of what my thesis is doing is making a case for books as objects, as these things that you can hold and um, share with other people um, that is your family. Lots of people probably have family photo albums. And like that is a really sort of important like access point that my thesis leans on. Um, these, these objects that become important to an entire family that may become an heirloom or something like that, right? Um, but then the, like, the art part of the thesis is about how can we take that a step further or how can we relate that object significance to artworks? And I, I in my thesis, try to make a case for the books of Larry Sultan and Mitch Epstein 
and other artists as objects that are significant um, in communicating both within their families and outside of their families. Interesting. Um, so what was the outcome? Like what, how, how did you have your art show and what was the art piece that you were able to create? So throughout the year, um, I made a couple different little booklets to sort of, I should say, throughout the fall, I made a couple different little booklets that were in a sense, proofs of concept. Uh, it was, um, here, let me try and see if I can make art about this. And what does it look like if I um, make a book that works in this way, that sort of thing. And it was all sort of practice in a certain way and exploration of topics before in the spring, I produced um, a big, beautiful like edition of photography books. Um, and I actually received the initiative grant to do so which is, again, open to every senior at Reed. Um, and I was able to work with a professional bookbinder here in Portland, um, who's a, actually a former student of a Reed professor. And we got to design the book together. And because of the grant, we got to use amazing materials. So to talk through the, the process of how that whole book came to be, I planned the project in sort of early December at the end of the fall uh, semester. And then over winter break, I photographed my family and I had three weeks when I was with them. And that was actually the entire time that I had to shoot this photography project. And then I spent January and February designing the book. And then it was printed at the very beginning of March and then bound. And then it was completed at the end uh, or at the end of March at the very beginning of April. And so, the fact that I was working with another artist on this, the fact that I was working with this professional bookbinder whose name was Tyler was really significant, not just because he was able to help me create something really amazing and beautiful, but also because my thesis and the art that goes with it was the final product was totally unimpacted by the pandemic, which was really surprising to me because when Reed started closing down the facilities, essentially what I did was say, here, Tyler, you finish this because he was the expert. Originally, I was going to be much more involved. And I am absolutely sad that I was not more involved. But the fact that the book exists in its full planned form is really, really amazing. Yeah. My next question was going to be what kind of challenges. So it's good to hear that COVID wasn't one of them. But did you face any challenges while creating this art piece or while we're researching for this thesis? Yeah, certainly there were, you know, numerous challenging moments. Um, it, I mean, you know, the pandemic was a challenge, right? It, it did still um, slow things down a bit, but it just didn't impact the final product, which I was really grateful for. One thing that was really challenging was the fact that for a photography book, my final product was produced very quickly the fact that I only had three weeks to do the photography and then only about, it ended up being about a month and a half to design this book is much, much shorter than I think really any artist should try and produce an 80 page photography book in. And so that sort of late February was an incredibly stressful time for me. It, and and I, I learned a lot about myself in the sense of like how stress works for me 
I would not describe the entire thesis process as overwhelmingly stressful, but I, I did sort of discover that if I wasn't able to work consistently um, on, on my, my art during that time, then I would become very stressed very quickly. Um, and that was quite challenging. <laughs> so with, with the three weeks that you were given, did that impact kind of what you expected to take pictures of, or did that add to this element? Yes, absolutely. So this was a really significant part of the art making process. So um, just to give you a little bit more background on, on how my thesis took shape, um, the big family change that I alluded to earlier was the fact that my parents moved from California where I grew up to New Zealand, um, which was a big move. It was a big change. Um, it meant I was the only person in my immediate family left in the United States. And so it was a, it was a lot for me. Um, luckily, of course, we're still very connected and we're very fortunate in a lot of ways, but um, nonetheless, um, the three weeks that I had with them, which were also, of course, over the holidays, were really important to me as time that I could spend with my family. Um, and this is actually something that I talk a lot about in the thesis about these other artists that I write about. I write about sort of the um, back and forth between spending time with your family and photographing your family, which are very different things. While I was in New Zealand with my family, I was determined to spend time with them, not just photograph them. So um, while I was working, I tried to just capture significant, but nonetheless sort of daily moments, um, small interactions. I didn't stage any photographs. I didn't, you know, make anything artificial. I tried to capture the, the natural um, because that way I could find this balance between, I could spend time with my family while also photographing them because I wasn't asking them to step out of spending time together to be photographed. Yeah, no, I like that. Did, were most of your pictures candid or did they know that a camera was there? Like as much as it wasn't staged, when you see a camera, did they smile or were you able to capture pictures of them like not knowing that this apparatus was there? Yeah, well, so it's worth mentioning that, you know, there is also a little bit of a back and forth between like staged and um workshopped, I guess I would call it. There were also multiple times where I would take multiple pictures. So for example, there was a moment where my dad was working on something in the yard and I just went out there with him and photographed him for a few minutes. And so that meant that he very much knew he was being photographed. Um, he wasn't exactly posing. He was still working on what, what he was doing, but um, it was neither totally staged nor totally candid. Um, what kind of camera were you using? Film or digital? <laughs> um, oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so I used film cameras. Um, I used two different film cameras, one 35 millimeter camera and one medium format camera, um, sort of for loosely different things, um, although there was no strict line. And the reason why I worked on film is just because it, I, it suits the way that I like to make work a little bit better. Like a key part of this meant that I didn't see any of these photographs until I was back in Portland and creating the, the final, starting to create the final product, which definitely made it harder. Um, 
Yeah, that's a risk. <laughs> but it is also, it's this old sort of lesson that I learned in my time studying photography of like, if you wait to look at your photographs, then you can be pleasantly surprised by more of them. You don't need to immediately critique every single one of the photographs. And it also was the case that after I got back to the United States, I could not shoot any more photographs. And so that was, it was like extra true um, in the sense that, uh, you know, the film was all I had. I had only these, these rolls of film. Were you able to preserve them well in the plane ride back? I mean, I guess, yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. Um, no, they made it fine. Um, typically, there's no major problems with that stuff. Although it is quite the plane ride. Um, it's like a 14-hour. Another part of the process that was interesting was that because New Zealand is in the Southern Hemisphere, um, I was taking summer photographs during December. <laughs> which was awesome. Um, you know, and it, it ended up being like close to this like vacation -y genre, but I tried to take so many of the pictures at home, um, you know, while my parents were doing normal things around the house and that sort of thing, rather than just out in the, frankly, just insanely beautiful New Zealand countryside. <laughs> so what skills did you acquire or strengthen during this process? You talked a little bit about the stress management and what it is, but. Yeah, well, that was a big part of it. I think that was a huge thing that I learned. And also I think pretty much every senior will tell you just like big project management, like to have an, a one project that you're working on for an entire year um, is a big deal. Um, I think another angle, another way you can look at that is I think I did a great job at not blowing my thesis out of proportion. Um, I knew that I also had to do this creative portion. And so my, the written portion, the research portion of my thesis is just long enough, um, it, which is, it's not really that long in the grand scheme of Reed College theses, but it's like just enough to say what I need to say. And that was key in getting things done on time. And I was, I was done on time despite the, despite the pandemic. Um, and then, in a broader sense, I, you know, I think I learned a lot about myself when it comes to making art and making art about my family. I learned how hard it is to make art about your family that is also appealing to other people. I think it's really fun and I think it's really beautiful to make art that is deeply sentimental. But the more sentimental art becomes, the more esoteric it becomes often. It's not always true. But often, you know, if I had been alluding to like old family traditions and stuff like that, then, you know, it, it, it would have been harder, I think, to, to relate to. Do you think that you'll continue down this line of art making? Or do you think because, like you said, you, you didn't want to stretch it too far, that it's kind of like where it is right now? Yeah, well, I'm definitely happy with this project. This project is done and it is it's beautiful i think i'm really happy with it do i think i will continue making art about my family maybe i might we'll see um the fact is i'm not physically with my family that often which is true about a lot of college students for sure but especially now <laughs> my family is scattered across the globe a little bit and especially now you're right um 
but however, I do think that photo books are just my favorite ways to display photos. When I am doing photography, a book of the photos that I'm making is really like the, the final form. It's like the ultimate way to display photo photography. That's just my opinion. Uh, obviously opinion varies wildly on that fact, but um, they're my favorite. And so that's sort of why I wrote this thesis. Yeah. <laughs> going, going off of that, the displaying, how, how were you able to display your work? Because was it after people had left campus? Yeah, so this is a great question. So when I say earlier, when I said earlier that um, my thesis exists in its full final form, that's true because the books that I have are still the books that I planned to make. But um, I also had an exhibition planned um, that did not happen. The whole thesis exhibition was canceled. And in, in fact, most of the other art majors had a were impacted more than I was because they, the shows that they had designed were much more significant for the, for the thesis. Um, however, we were very lucky that a group of our students um, formed a collective that is still working with Reed today, um, I believe, to create a virtual version of the exhibition. And so we did have a thesis show. It was online and it's this interesting sort of 3D virtual reality type thing. And so each of us, there were six of us studio art majors, each of us um, modified our exhibition plans to exist in this digital world. That was very difficult for me because so much of my thesis is about having a book in your hands. Yeah. But it was really significant that we were able to have this show to have this collective experience. Um, that was really important to us as, as just a group, as a community. Um, we were really happy to, to do that together. Yeah, I think that's really great. I'm sorry that you weren't able to have your exhibition, but I'm sure in the future there could be exhibitions for your book, <laughs> books. I think that one thing that makes Reed really strong is valuing the work that student does, students do, excuse me, and that um, applies to artwork and it applies to all of the theses which, you know, become library books. And so someday one of my books will be in the library special collections. Nice. That'll be fun. How do you think your experience, your thesis experience will inform your life after Reed? Yeah, right now um, I work at Reed as an admission counselor, which is a really fun job um, and, and, a, and a really interesting one as well. Um, although it, it does not have that much to do with my thesis, um, unfortunately. I see myself as a, as a long-term goal working in the arts and specifically around photography and with any luck, photography books. Um, like I said, they're sort of my favorite way to display photography, to exhibit photography. And, um, you know, I, I love looking at them. I love having access to them. <laughs> um, so I would love to to write about them or... Do you think it helps you to sell read a little bit more? Like to sell this idea, this process, this thing that we all have to do? Having done the thesis process, being able to actually tell people. Yeah, I do think that having written a thesis makes me super qualified to tell prospective students and families about the thesis process. 
I also think to be a little bit more abstract about it, you know, there's a little bit of a relation between the relatability versus personalness of the work that I was making and the way that we talk about read in the admission office. Because in college admission, you don't really sell a college. You, you tell people what is distinctive and compelling about the college so that they can make an informed decision. And part of that is knowing what is distinctive to them. So it's knowing about where they're coming from and, and understanding people's perspectives when they are looking at your college or looking at something that you are making, be it a photography book or you know, some, something that we might make for the office to, to share, read with prospective students. Nice. That's, I, I, totally, I agree that that sounds like a tool that helped. Do, do you have, I have no more questions, but do you have anything else that you want to say about your thesis? Do you think I left anything out question-wise? I guess the only other thing that I would say is, um, and I think there's a little bit of the admission counselor in me talking here, but um, I spoke a little bit, you know, about being stressed out during the thesis process. And something that is important to me that people know about the thesis process is that I do not think it is inherently or necessarily overwhelmingly stressful. I think that there is a way to go about the thesis in planning the project and working with your thesis advisor and all of that, where you can have a thesis project and a a year writing your thesis that is, it's manageable and it's not like overwhelmingly, it's not an overwhelming amount of work. It's very good to hear as a junior. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Don't get me wrong, It, it, it is hard. It's hard to design the project well, and it's hard to, I mean, to to work on an entire project for a whole year is hard, but um, I really do think that you can do it, right? And that- Thank you. (laughs) Anybody can do that. Yeah, would you say that read in the three years prior helps kind of build in order to like make it less complicated? Or would you say that the thesis process was kind of out of left field? Well, in a certain sense, the thesis process is always out of left field because it is totally new. Like when you arrive at the senior year at Reed, you have not done this before. But on the other hand, I think a lot of Reed's classes have like individualized research built into them. That's why the junior qualifying exam exists. Um, I, I think in a lot of cases, the junior qualifying exam isn't just like there to be a big scary exam, but rather to get students preparing for the thesis and to get students, it's to make sure that they're ready, but it is also to start that process of getting ready to write the thesis. Um, I think that's why different departments do it differently. Good to know. Okay, well, thank you for sharing about your thesis. I absolutely have thousands of family photo books at home that have now I've just been yeah. digitalizing all of them so I yeah I should keep the books <laughs> I'm glad um, to hear it yeah well the books are important yeah, yeah absolutely sweet well thank you Duncan for taking this time and for yeah absolutely it's my honor um you know my pleasure I love talking about my thesis and the thesis in general as well so Thank you, Duncan, for your time and for telling us about your thesis. 
Thank you for listening, and I hope you join us again to talk to more seniors about their thesis and better understand why you'd want to burn your draft. Burn Your Draft is a production of Reed College and the Center for Life Beyond Reed, created jointly by students, alumni, and staff. This episode was produced and engineered by me, Reed College student Frank Tangerlini. Our executive producer is Seth Paskin, class of 1990, with technical advising from staff member Joe Janiga. Nate Martin, staff member in class of 2016, is our project manager. Music by Jack Salvucci, class of 2020, and podcast art by alumni Henry Gotchlik and Lillianne Pham, class of 2020. This podcast was made possible by a gift from Seth Paskin. Another shout out to Jack Salvucci. You can find them as Boy Talks on Spotify, Bandcamp, and more.